time for our culture analysis. It's the topic that is probably the hottest in the entertainment industry as we speak. 50-50s 15 minutes may be up before their potential is fully realized. The Rookie Girl Group filed a court injunction to suspend their exclusive contract with Attract, their agency. This is just seven months since their debut, so it raises a few red flags. They are crying foul for mismanagement, alleging that the agency ignored health concerns and failed to provide adequate pay. And that's just one of the allegations raised surrounding 50-50. For a closer look at some of these ensuing legal battles, we're joined by culture critic Isaac Kim. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning, Lena. What a, what a crazy story, you know? I think so, too. And it's a complex story if you haven't been keeping up, which is why we want to clarify some points, even though the legal cases are merely in its early stages, that needs to be said. The first of the 50-50 story to hit headlines had to do with contract termination. So we've seen similar stories before, but we want to maybe distinguish how this may be different for a relatively new girl group. So on what grounds was a lawsuit filed? Well, the, according to the lawyers, um, there are three main reasons. And one of them was uh, kind of an omission of the settlement data or the, the income data, mm-hmm. the much money that they made, um, the failure to provide that data, you know, uh, in a transparent way. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was they claimed that there was, a, there was a violation of the physical and mental health care obligations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of these artists, um, because they are um, going through such uh, – strenuous schedules and have um, such rigorous uh, routines that, you know, their mental as well as physical health is very important. And um, a lot of, you know, the, the labels and, and management companies and everybody's involved, um, most people uh, are very sensitive to that. And so they want to make sure that they are being taken care of. Uh, but sometimes, you know, there are things that you cannot see. For example, you know, um, mental distress, as we know, is a huge problem. Hmm. Mental health is a, a, you know, traditionally has been something that has been often overlooked a lot and it's not something that you can see bleeding you know if there was a broken arm or a broken you know bone or something you know you go to the hospital but sometimes mental uh uh, mental um health issues can often be like they're misdiagnosed or not even not noticed Mm. so there was that kind of um you know uh, disagreement about how they were being treated for their health Mm. Uh, and so the third thing was also um a claim that there was a lack of support uh, for them to do actual to actually do their activities yeah. because you know to be um, to actually perform and and work as a celebrity. <clears throat> there's a lot of things that go into it. You know, a lot of them. You know, whether it's their makeup, their costume, their choreography, the music. entourage. Exactly. The, the the reason why so many of these groups take so many years to debut and then also a lot of resources um, is because they we only see the you know. A uh, few members on screen, but there's an army of talented, um, of of passionate people that are working to get them to where they are. So the lack of resources in supporting that entire endeavor is also a claim that they have. Uh, the the management side, of course, disagrees. They're saying that the health concerns were addressed. Uh, they're also saying that they did have support. And they're saying that even with the massive success of Cupid, because so much of the money went into training the girls before their debut, that they're not even close to breaking even. So 50-50's legal battle also involves uh, this alleged artist poaching allegations involving the members, its agency, and the producer of that hit song, Cupid. So what are the allegations to this point? I mean, this is a pretty hypersensitive issue. We just don't always talk about it. Right. And I mean, uh, for, you know, just 
to be fair, the um, the claims that are being made by Attract, you know, that they have tried and that they right. um, were addressing this, I mean, that is, you know, that is understandable. You know, um, these days, I don't think any, you know, we live in an era where we have, um, you know, audio recordings, photographic evidence. You know, th there is, uh, there's so many ways to now have evidence and to support whatever claim you make. I think right now. The fact that um, you know these claims. If, when I look at the claims, I see that oh, you know what? They're both. They both could be saying the truth. It's right. just a matter of perspective. And you know, like I mentioned earlier about the mental health thing. Um, you know, from an outsider perspective, you can't really see what's going on in the inside of a person's head, and sometimes it's difficult to even express what's going on in in my own head. Right. So mm. there, I, I see that this claim that they you know that they did that they paid it back they are doing it you know um we're working on it where there was a delay there was you know some of the claims that they made was like oh there was a misunderstanding because you know um there was a uh, fumble here fumble there so it all kind of makes sense um but this artist poaching allegation is very interesting because um the, i feel like you know in any industry there is a lot of uh you know desire and a lot of um a chasing of talent so but Poaching goes to another level. It's it's like a kind of a like a nefarious, a, a, um, yeah. it's kind of a dubious way to try to steal something that you don't you know own and you don't. And it's not. And it's doing it in a very like you know negative uh, connotation, right? So um, that that part, I was like, wow, maybe that made me really kind of my spider sense go off. Like, okay, is it really poaching? Because you know this industry is so tight that if you mm. try to do something like poach and artist from here and there it's like everyone's gonna know you know mm -hmm. and that might burn bridges with a lot of um the entire industry because everyone's so interconnected so um i, I don't know maybe it was uh really poaching but mm -hmm. maybe it was it's being presented that way so that they could kind of control the narrative about Duh. you know what what's going on here because you know they are the, the news is that it's in the legal system but the bigger um you know like significance of it is that it's also being played out in the public, you know, um, port of public opinion. Mm. So, of course, both sides will want to have control of the narrative, as you've said, and sway public opinion. It's so early on with these allegations and the cases unfolding that we would have to wait and see what proof of evidence comes up and what both sides have to say. The problem is the public is also quick to grow tired. We grow tired of stories all the time. I mean, I talk about climate change every day, and yet... Some days, on a bad day particularly, I must admit, I, I don't do enough to help make a difference, so to speak. And the same goes because our capacity to each given day is so limited. I wonder if this plays out in the long run, which is what happens with court cases if the public will just grow tired. It has happened before, especially with entertainment headlines. Yeah, um, you know, I, from the perspective of a fan, uh, from a perspective of people who are you know, who might have no like monetary, um, you know, incentive or mm. monetary, you know, um, concern uh, with this. I can understand why you want to do something. You want the truth to come out. You're mm. so like, you, you want that. Um, but at the same time, like you said, it, it, there's a lot of things going on. And sometimes it's better to just like not do something sometimes, you know, sometimes mm. it's better to stay still. Because, you know, um, if, if there were rumors and um, if there's like, you know, reports coming here, whistleblowers and leaks and something where like things were not moving, but things maybe were being 
hidden, covered mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. then I think it's really good for fans to mobilize and to really get there to get the truth out. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're, I, I mean, we, we're seeing statements come out from lawyers from both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, all of a sudden, you know, it's, um, you know, Attract is their, their uh, uh, management, and then we got the members, and then we've got other parties like their producer, mm-hmm. you know, the givers, and then um, there's other entities, their names are coming out, everyone's giving statements. Now I think there's so much information going out mm-hmm. that... In a, in a way, it might be best for fans and for people to not be so passionate to make something happen and then wait and see across <laughs> the line of like having, you know, um, giving or making a judgment before all the facts are out. Now it's in the hands of the legal system. Um, now, you know, you can de- you can debate later if the legal system was doing enough or not. But mm. at the moment, I feel like, you know, there's uh, a lot of information, coming out, a lot of statements coming out and then. You know, a lot of proof coming out. You know, the, there was a, a media agency, news agency that released, you know, the, the transcripts of phone calls and like text messages back and forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot coming out. I think, um, it, you know, have you seen that meme of like Michael Jackson eating the popcorn in the, the theater? Like, <laughs> like, you know, uh, I think it's a juicy uh, story and um, we want everyone. I mean, I would hope that we could come to a very pleasant um mm. uh remedy uh which is always not going to be the case but mm. at this point i think there's a lot of people vested in it and um for those of us who are kind of on the sideline you know um, mm. that are not personally involved in it it might be best because the biggest problem might be the spread of misinformation mm. um this, uh, and kind of you know how how this will uh, negatively impact the larger community um, that is unjustified negative impact. And speaking of the larger community, the Korea Entertainment Producers Association that has 440 record production labels as its members in Korea, they issued a statement alluding to the common malpractice of approaching artists in the entertainment industry. It has happened before. Maybe in hushed, reverent tones, not every story sees the light of day. Sometimes it's because the more powerful label might be able to squash the smaller ones or pay them out. How does a case involving 50-50 compare to past cases? It must also be said that although there are overlaps, does it make a difference that they are such a young group just seven months in? Yeah, I mean, um, as soon as when I heard the details of this story, you know, a couple of names already popped up in my head. You know, mm. some of the famous cases um, in the past of squabbles like this between uh, artists and, and and labels. When it comes to contract termination. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, if you just Google it, you know, there will be so many. But the two names that I, I remember, um, like you know, uh, TBXQ, uh, they were a legendary group. They are a legendary group. And that that battle was huge, and as well as um, another one of my favorite groups uh, uh, on, on the girl, on the girl group side, Kara. You know, mm-hmm. like they they were they you know there was so much they blew up and they were taking over the world when you know something like this happened. And so um, I think that the the Korean Entertainment Producers Association um, you know statement makes sense. That it is something that uh, that is not not good for the industry. Poaching mm-hmm. is not good. But I think the one thing that's you know different that I kind of mentioned earlier is that most of the industry all know each other, and I don't think there is really a need to poach anymore. Mm. So in a way, um, in a sense, like that's kind of um, I don't that's not my first go to uh, like justification when I or uh, it doesn't help me to really um, put the facts together in this mm. case. I feel like you know there's uh, there's genuine disagreements that artists and labels are going to have, mm. right? And there's often going to be conflict contractually. And right now, it seems like it's uh, over transparency, 
unfairness, you know, that, that they use that term, um, you know, uh, loss of trust, mm. you know, and it could be poaching, you know, it could be nefarious factors, you know, people coming in and try to steal something away. Uh, but I don't think that's the core problem yet. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, based on the evidence. And the thing is, I think it must be also clearly maybe separated poaching and, and striking a deal without breaking any laws or, or even yeah. regularities in the industry. Those are two very different things. And depending on who tells the story for what reason, right? What's their incentive for yeah. putting a spin on it? That might also have to be questioned. Again, so early on with these allegations, we'll have to wait and see what more facts come out. My, my only wish is that the public doesn't grow tired because I think it's worth seeing through. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned like because they're such a young group, you know, I believe they debuted in November. So mm -hmm. less than a year old. And the other groups that I mentioned and the other groups that have had kind of these contentious um, experiences are, you know, it was at the peak of their careers. Mm -hmm. Right. Like so, um, I mean, I think it, it goes to show like how significant, how important or historic this rise for this small rookie group has been. Mm -hmm. um, there was so much there is so much potential for them in, in, in what they've accomplished in less than a year you mm. know and like that, to me the sad thing is now because of this drama the loss of potential is also going to be more severe yeah you know like right like you know i mean at their one year anniversaries when they're gonna it's like what is like the due date right when all their acclamation all their awards and everything comes and it really helps them still set up that foundation for their career they just started yeah. um but um yeah i mean all the things that are getting canceled these days that that is really sad to me you know like it's heartbreaking yeah. because, as we know, based on a lot of reality shows and these competition shows, it takes years to cultivate talent and then put together the girl group or boy band that has great synergy. And for 50-50 to also come from a relatively small, unknown agency, it it was a unicorn. It was the talk of the town. Yeah. It, it, it made us believe that, you know, with great talent and great timing and the right production, things can happen for the small dogs, too. And we like rooting for underdogs. It's it's a pity because, uh, like you said, there were many things canceled on 50-50s. And starting with the release of Barbie Dreams, that was actually set up for today, in fact. That's the official soundtrack for the upcoming film by Greta Gerwig, Barbie. What else got canceled, Isaac? Oh, I mean, I mean, Barbie, I think, is... Uh, One of the biggest ones. To me, that's like, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Like, that would have brought... I mean, so many people in the world are already interested in Korean content um, and K-pop and, yeah. and whatnot. But this is like, it, this would have been on another scale, you know, yeah. like this could have been like a, you know, a BTS moment for yeah. them or something, you know, like on a, where they would have penetrated the homes and minds of the global zeitgeist. But besides the the movie promotions um, that were canceled uh, next month, there's a huge, you know, KCON conference in Los Angeles. They won't be appearing there. Um, they were also scheduled to appear for the 140th anniversary of the, um, you know, diplomatic ties between the U.S. And, and the U.K. in November. That's, you know, been canceled. There was also, uh, I mean, for a rookie group that, you know, was less than a year old, they already had commercial deals that were in the conversation. Mm. They were supposed to be featured on, um, you know, they were going to do the whole gamut of television shows in mm. Korea, the reality shows that, you know, um, would get would let you get to know them better, um, hear more about their story. Because I think, you know, unless you're a super fan, you only know that these young rookies became, you know, uh, broke records. I don't think, you know, a lot of the mainstream 
Korean or K-pop audience knows every one of their names or, you know, where they're from or who they are. So this was just, I mean, this is just the beginning of their like introduction. And I heard even a lucrative deal with a global electronics company. Like, I mean, come on, how, how many are there? So like that would have been a huge, that would have been a huge, uh, you know. Um, moment for the girls. Right? Moment, yeah. And, and like all of that is gone. So he, we, I mean, hopefully, um, at the speed and uh, with all this information coming and all the interest, um, I think that, you know, I think that fans don't have to wait too long. I think we're going to hear a lot of information and um, we'll find out the truth. But until then, I would hope just for the sake of not only the girls who, you know, everyone wants to empathize with, but, you know, the CEO and all the other companies, like mm -hmm. if you look at, if you look into detail, some of the uh, executives that are working on, that have been working on this have been, you know that there are veterans they've been they're not like newcomers who are no. trying to scam the industry they're veterans who have had a past and in that past they've done some great things they've done they've, they've struggled they've obviously made mistakes but they've also done things where you know um you know i don't see any one bad guy here i see a lot of mm. a lot of people who have really put their blood and tears into k-pop and it's unfortunate that it, it looks so controversial and bad, but um, I'm really hoping that some sort of hmm. remedy comes out. You know, um, SM with their uh, XO uh, subgroup, the Chinese subgroup, like hmm. they just recently were able to come to uh, a resolution. So um, it's still possible, you know, and um, I, I mean, it's almost impossible. But yeah. I mean, I, you know, I want to I would hope that this will be a kind of a, a learning lesson for uh, for the industry. But, okay. you know, yeah. And but hope that it would be. Positive. And uh, as yeah. for the rest of us keeping close tabs on the story, we're clearly vested, uh, rooting for K-pop. Uh, the industry in itself, uh, let's not blame a single victim. That blame game is all too easy. That's the narrative spin that makes sensational headlines. Let's see beyond that. For now, Isaac, we've run out of time, as always. Yeah, as always. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, and have a great weekend. You too. Bye. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.